This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome to Such a Lady, and I'm your host, Siobhan. If you are new to Such a Lady, thanks for stopping by. I hope you stay well. To the Such a Lady family, thanks for coming back. I appreciate you guys more than you know. It's Monday, y'all, and if your day didn't start out exactly how you wanted it to, you have the power to turn it around. This morning, I ain't even gonna lie, woke up late. I I don't know if the alarm clock just quit or what, or if it was like, Siobhan, you need rest, because it just didn't go off, and I was like, man, oh my goodness, I don't have time to do such a lady and get dressed for it, and then I was like, "Mm." You're going to make time. Because guess what? Such a lady comes first. <laughs> Screw that job. No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just playing. I mean, a little bit. Not a lot. Okay, no. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I, I, I actually do. I love my job. But I love doing this. So, <clears throat> later night, we was going to get it going. And so, I was like, dang, that's going to mess my day up. I was supposed to be at work early. But guess what? It is what it is. The day is going to work out exactly how it's supposed to. And it's going to be a great day at that. So, again, you have the power to turn your day around if that's what you want to do. Don't let a bad moment turn into a bad day. That was one of our Such a Lady tips this week. Uh, Do y'all be checking out the tips? All right. Hopefully. Sometimes they be silly tips, but a lot of times they they be serious. They be stuff that that be on my heart that I really want to share with y'all. So, um, anyway, this week's such a lady is Jasmine Cap. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for being a such a lady. We definitely appreciate you. Um, you don't have to follow such a lady. You don't have to listen to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now let's get to the good stuff. Um, our next toxic love story is crazy, but I say that about all of them, don't I? Like for real. I do. Um, But don't judge me because they are all crazy. Um, They are. Now, imagine being set up for murder, but it was by the person you least expected. Your best friend. Y'all heard me. I said it. Your bestie for the restie is plotting to have you take the rap for murder. Can you imagine? Like, I'm coming out swinging. Coming out hot. I'm serious. I mean, because what could be worse than that? Well, hold your pearls, y'all, because it gets better. But first, let's start at the beginning. Stacy Daniels was born in New York and met the love of her life, Michael Wallace, when she was 17. And decided that life without him was impossible. And she just couldn't see it happening. And so the two got married three years later. The couple would go on to have two daughters together. Ashley, the oldest, in 1988. And then their second daughter, Bree, in 1991. The family was not rich by any means and were often said to have little to no money at all. 
Stacy worked as an ambulance dispatcher and Michael was a mechanic who in his spare time, Stacy said, loved to drink and do drugs. Now, y'all know I have two sisters and I'm the favorite. My mom has never actually told me or treated me special, but I just know. And them other kids she had, they know it too. Um, but if you ask Rosetta, she gonna say her favorite is the one who needed her the most. Me. I was always the needy one. It was always me. My hand is always raised because I was the favorite. <laughs> but Stacy and Michael, oh no, they didn't pretend that they had favorites. They did. And they knew it. Um, Stacy said that Michael was blatantly showing favoritism to Bree. So her being a mother, a good mother, she had to step up her game and make up for this. And she became best friends with Ashley. Okay, so Brie got her daddy, Ashley got her mama. I'm I'm glad I'm the favorite, but I would be pissed if my mama showed it. I'm childish, right? Judge your mama. Okay, but Stacy and Michael each had their favorite, but that didn't keep them that didn't keep the couple busy. That didn't keep them from being bored because apparently each of the each of the two thought that the other was cheating. And so they started to grow apart. It didn't matter that they had their kids as their best friends. They were out here being fast and furious. And they just decided, you know what, this this ain't working. Well, at least Stacy decided that because she said that she had had enough. And she mentioned to others that she wanted a divorce and she wanted one soon. But Michael began feeling ill. Now, Stacy was like, okay, well, look, I'm not going to leave this man while he not feeling good. I want to make my family work. So she decided that she was going to stay and take care of Michael because they didn't know what was wrong with him. He started off just a little bit sick, and then he started getting more and more ill. He would get a little bit better, but then he would get worse, and they couldn't really tell what was going on. And Stacy wanted to leave, but she didn't want to leave him like that. Um, so kudos to Stacy. Now, although uh, Michael's family would encourage him, hey, listen, go to the doctor. This is not normal. You got to get some help. By the time he tried to go and get the help, it was too late. He had passed away and the doctors told Stacy that it was from a heart attack. Michael was only 36 years old. Um, Stacy believed the doctors, which I mean, I, I can believe that when... Anthony passed from a massive heart attack at the age of 36. I believe the doctors, why would why why would they lie to me? Like, he was gone. I know I didn't do it, so why would they lie? So, Stacy believed that Michael had had a heart attack, and so she didn't question it, and she didn't get an autopsy done. Although, Michael's family wanted one, Stacy said no. The, they said it was a heart attack. I don't want to have to go through that. It's time for us to get on with our lives. So Stacy ended up getting a um, $50,000 payout. Um, and she took the girls on a trip. And she tried to start a new normal for her, Ashley and Bree. And it would be the three of them for a couple of years. And although Stacy could not replace their dad, she tried to make things as normal as possible, whatever that looked like. 
Stacy started dating, and in 2003, she married David Castor, whose name she would take on and keep. Um, David was the owner of an air conditioning installation company, and soon Stacy became the office manager there. Because, I mean, if your husband's the owner, what else are you doing? Because, I mean, you're not, I mean, you, you got to be the office manager. Because I'm telling you, ain't nobody else going to be managing the office if my husband's the owner. I'm just going to put that out there. And if it is, it's going to be Bertha. 97-year-old Bertha. Big Bertha. The Big Bertha is going to be the one that's going to be managing the office if it ain't going to be me. Big Bertha. And she going to be in there with her grandkids in tow. Okay? If I ain't the office manager, ask for Big Bertha. Now, (laughs) Stacey and David work to make their marriage work but as with a lot of blended families they had problems due to Bree and Ashley because they would get into it with you know their new stepdad and I can see it when your father dies unexpectedly and he was a present figure in your life just because your mother moves on doesn't mean that you do and I think a lot of times counseling can help because children children want to please their parents. So while they say, yes, they are okay with you moving on with their mouth, their actions may tell a different story. Um, so a lot of times parents ask, hey, how do you feel about me dating? How do you feel about me moving on? And a lot of times they don't care. They're just like, listen, Mom got to have a life too. Um, <laughs> either way it went, Stacy was determined to make her marriage work along with her family. She wanted the girls to get along with David, and she didn't see why it had to be this big of an issue. Um, <clears throat> that is until one day Stacy calls the sheriff's office to tell them that her and her husband, David, got into it the night before. She said that she was told by David that he wanted her and her daughters to get out of his house. He didn't want them there anymore. Um, Stacy said when she tried to leave, David told her that she'd be sorry and locked himself in their bedroom and wouldn't come out. So it was like, you want me to leave, but then when I try to leave, you tell me not to leave or else I'm going to be sorry. So now Stacy don't know what to do. Stacey says that David wasn't answering his cell phone either while he was locked up in this room. So she got worried and decided to call the police. Also, not to mention, Stacey says that David didn't show up at work. Now, remember, they work together. So he locks himself in the room after this argument. He's not answering the cell phone. He won't let Stacey in. He ain't coming to work. So what else do you do? Stacy calls the police. So the police show up and they're concerned too because they're like, I mean, why would he do not come to work? You know, I, I can see y'all having an argument, but we'll come, we'll do a well for, we'll come do a welfare check. So the police come over and they knock on the door. They try to call him. They try to get in. He's not responding to them. So they kick the door in um, and they find David laying on the floor dead. Next to David's body was a container of antifreeze and a half glass of bright green liquid and a turkey baster. When Stacy 
sees this, she loses it because this is her husband number two that she's lost. So, like, life is over for her. She's, no, it can't be David, not David, not my husband. Um, and, like, she's lost because although she wanted to leave David, she didn't want to leave him like that. You feel me? I want to leave you. I don't want to leave you like that. Um, the coroner comes back and says that David died from a self-administered lethal dose of antifreeze. But it was hard for the police to believe that because they found Stacy's fingerprints on the antifreeze glass and on the turkey baster. So if David did decide that he was going to up and kill himself... Why come Stacy's handprints is on everything? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box, but I just find it hard to believe that if you want to kill yourself, you would take that much time out to do it. And why leave your fingerprints on the items you used to... Why not leave your fingerprints on the items you used to kill yourself? You know what I mean? How you... I'm saying, so you use this stuff, you wipe it off, then when 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 did Stacy come in? Because y'all got into the fight. So when did she come in? Or did you set her up? I don't know. I guess. Stacy started to ask herself some of these same questions because she starts to try and cover up her tracks. At this point, the police start to think not only did Stacy did not only did Stacy poison David, but they thinking she poisoned Michael too, her first husband. So they exhume his body and then Stacy starts to panic because when they pull up Stacy's first husband's body, guess what they find? Right. It wasn't no heart attack. And that was the reason why she didn't want them to do no autopsy because guess what? He had antifreeze in his system too. So apparently that's Stacy's drug of choice. Coincidence? I think not. Stacy needed a friend and not just any friend. She needed her best friend and her daughter, Ashley, who was now away at college. Stacy calls her. She begs her to come home. And why wouldn't she? Because that's her mom, her best friend. So Ashley comes home. And what better way to stop thinking about your problems than with alcohol, right? Because when... Ashley gets there. Her mom has some absolute vodka. They finna drink their problems away. It's finna be a good time. Ashley says that she starts drinking with her mom and she notices that the drink tastes a little nasty, but she thinks that maybe it's probably just the alcohol or so she thinks until she wakes up in the hospital because she almost died. Ashley was unconscious, and her sister Bree told her mother to call 911. Now, remember that Stacy was an ambulance dispatcher, right? At one point. So, why did her daughter have to tell her to call 911? I'll make it make sense. Not only that, <clears throat> she had lost two husbands before, unexpectedly. So, at the first sign of danger, I'm calling anybody who will listen, but not Stacy, because Stacy's chilling. And she's waiting on Brie to tell her mama, look, I need for you to call 911. So <clears throat> with all this going on, Stacy decides, okay, I'm going to call 911. And Brie leaves out the room real quick. But when she comes back, um, Brie sees that her sister has a typed suicide note next to her, stating that she can no longer live with the guilt and she wanted to tell the truth. 
Ashley, not Stacy, had killed her father and her stepfather. She said she no longer could stand seeing her mother being abused and a long list of other things that were in this lengthy type suicide letter. Mind you, the police were already looking at Stacy. So how much more of a coincidence is it that someone else almost dies from antifreeze on, <clears throat> you know, in the same family? And then the person who almost passes away is going to be the person that's going to get Stacy off. They're, they're going to clear her of all of these hurtful allegations. It's just too many inconsistencies just to say, okay, we finna put Ashley in jail for killing her father and her stepfather. For one, Stacy kept saying, enter free. So the police asked her to make a statement. And in the statement, Stacy wrote the word, Anna free, not knowing how it's spelled or how it's correctly pronounced. Antifreeze. Well, in the suicide note that Ashley wrote, Antifree was in there. So that was that first clue. Like, how you mess up that bad? If you, listen, y'all, because I love y'all and I like to help y'all if y'all gonna take the route to kill somebody. I like to be, y'all, I like to be there for y'all. If you going to kill somebody and, and type up a suicide note, Google is your friend. That's all. Okay, so um, <laughs> the police found um, number two with this. So the police found several drafts of the suicide note that Ashley apparently wrote. But at the time of the drafts, Ashley was at school. So how did Ashley write these, these suicide notes from, from school at home? Right, the math ain't mathing. Then, then the next one, Ashley said she didn't do it. That, 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 that's a big one. She said I just didn't do it. She didn't know what was going on, cause mind you, she had just almost died herself. Now she's being accused of killing her father and her stepfather by her mother. Can you say crazy? Like for real? Not that she should have tried to frame any of her daughters. But she tried to frame her best friend, like, not not Bree, not the one that loved the daddy the most, but Ashley, her best friend. The police will work for the next couple of years gathering evidence to arrest Stacy. And, <clears throat> and in 2007, Stacy was arrested for second-degree murder for her husband, David, and attempted murder for her daughter, Ashley. New family meet, please, right now. Not yesterday. Right, right now. <laughs> I'm so serious. Stacy's trial lasted for four weeks, and she was sentenced to 25 years to life for the murder of David and another 25 for trying to kill her daughter, Ashley. Um, Stacy still maintains her innocence and says that only she and Ashley know the truth. And Ashley brought all of this on herself. Ashley did read a statement um, at the trial and she was just floored. She said that it's very hard for her because she knows she's supposed to hate her mother. She knows she's supposed to um, dislike her, but she can't really understand why her mother did this. And she does still love her. And I'm listen, I know in my heart of hearts, I want to say... <clears throat> A Ashley, screw your mama. You know what I mean? But this is her mom. 
we you think about it they were best friends this is the person who um who you know she told her deepest darkest secrets to and she came home because she thought her mom was in trouble so it wasn't like they had this bad relationship and then her mom tried to do this no they were best friends and then her mom tried to do this so it's hard i mean i'm sure that ashley has some mixed feelings um it's just crazy i mean can you say evil i pray peace for ashley and brie because stacy is a special kind of evil it's one thing to want out of a marriage but to kill two husbands and to try to frame your daughter is just sad and then to have no remorse is even worse um as a daughter how do you live with that i mean like ashley has essentially lost every parent that she has known her mom's in jail she lost her dad then she lost her stepdad um like how do you then her mom is gone and then she has to know that her mom was the person who tried to kill her and then frame her like for real like i'm sure you she she got some money off that story but of course i'm sure she would have preferred to have a normal childhood and have her family back now did i lie was this a crazy story or what like come on now your best friend your mama y'all if you were in a toxic relationship i don't care if it's with your mama your stepmama your brother your sister you don't have to stay there you deserve more and you can have more on the other side of toxic. I know we joke a lot here as such a lady, but you know, um, toxic is not healthy. It's not, um, I know a lot of times I thought that it was cute if a guy um, acted like he loved me by acting crazy or being jealous, that's not cute. That's not, um, love is not jealous. Love doesn't act crazy. Love doesn't hit on you. Love doesn't do those things. So if you're in a situation and it doesn't even have to be uh, a relationship as far as boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, just any toxic relationship, family. I know I was talking to somebody at the store the other day and they were talking about how they love coming to work because it was so toxic at home and they were trying to save up money to get away and they were just telling me their business like I'm in line and they're just going on and on like a 45 minute conversation and um it wasn't uh, their spouse that was toxic to them it was their mother and this was a young guy who was going through this so relationships can be toxic and it doesn't have to be um a a a, a spouse or a husband wife or boyfriend girlfriend any toxic relationship is not okay. And you don't have to stay another day. You don't. And if you need help, you can always reach out to us as such a lady. Or you can reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAVE. But whatever you do, I pray that you choose you. Also, to all of my other such a ladies, I pray that you all... Um, decide to be great on purpose again if your morning didn't start off the way you wanted it to change it all around don't let that bad moment turn into a bad day don't forget to be great on purpose i'll meet y'all over at our spots such a lady 30 on instagram and such a lady on facebook if you got a friend who likes true crime tell them all about us so that we can continue to grow all right i'll meet y'all over there and then i'll meet y'all back here same time same place 
next week. All right. Love you guys. Bye.